Passing Dimes is over the moon to partner with Betstamp. Betstamp is a mobile app in the sports betting space that shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot. Do you enjoy betting on the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, World Cup, or more? With Betstamp, you can compare the best available odds at one sportsbook versus the worst odds at another sportsbook all in one place. Go to the App Store today and download Betstamp for free and use code DIMES. That's D-I-M-E-S. For a limited time, Betstamp is offering you, a friend of the show, an opportunity to learn more about Betstamp and several sportsbooks where you can get an edge in online sports betting. Message the Passing Dimes Instagram or Facebook account for more information. Hey everybody, this is Brett Walsh over here in Greece. Uh, just a quick update on what's going on in my season. A uh, really big win against the, the team from Athens about a week and a half ago that uh, was kind of similar with us in our ranking, which... Uh, actually put us in first place, which is nice. So we're at the top of the league at the moment. Uh, we have the same number of points as Olympiacos, one of the big rivals, um, but uh, a slightly better set of points ratio or something. So at the moment, we're first. We haven't played them yet. Uh, that match is coming up, I think, in a couple of weeks. So that'll be a pretty exciting, exciting one for us. Um, we're just in Israel. I'll tell a funny little <laughs> story from that. Um, we played a Challenge Cup, European Challenge Cup match against Maccabi Tel Aviv. And, uh, yeah, the fans in Israel are pretty wild, we learned, and uh, similar to them, how they are in Greece, actually, so nothing we're not accustomed to, but uh, it was a pretty awesome atmosphere. And uh, there's no challenge system in our match. Typically, there's challenge system in these European games, and uh, there wasn't a challenge system. So the last point, unfortunately, we were riding out at 31-30 for the other team in the fourth. We were down 2-1. And uh, I set our right side of the ball, and we hit it off the the left side blocker and it ricocheted off his arm and out but really clear change of directions really clear touch the line's been called touch the down ref uh called touch but the up ref just gave the other team the point and the uh fans went nuts and the other team went nuts started celebrating and our team just lost our absolute minds our opposite ran and jumped up on the net almost ripped the whole thing down our manager booted a ball into the crowd Everyone just charging the refs, charging the score tables, charging the uh, the supervisor, yelling at fans. It was just absolute chaos for about five minutes as we tried to make our case. That uh, it should have been our point, and the match carried on. But unfortunately, we were uh, there's nothing we could do about it. But it was just an absolute chaotic environment for about five minutes. I thought there were going to be about 20 different fights breakouts, but thankfully none did. None that I noticed, at least. Um, but uh, we play them again next week here, and I think our club is going to promote the game and uh, and play up the narrative that uh, we got our uh, game robbed from us a little bit there and bring the fans out and try and make a pretty hostile environment for uh, Israel and people that come here. So I'm looking forward to that game. It should be fun. Anyway, that's, uh, that's the life in European volleyball. Things can get a little bit heated sometimes, and... Sometimes you just got to step back and be an observer and kind of laugh at it and realize, yeah, it's a different world over here. But funny little story from my trip to Israel. 
Hi everyone, my name is Veronica Durillo. I'm from Toronto, Ontario, and I am an alumni of the University of Toronto Varsity Blues Women's Volleyball Team. I played for U of T for five years, and I played as a middle blocker, right side, and left side receiver. I am currently playing overseas in Valenciennes, France for Volley Club de Valenciennes. We are a team in the National 2 Division, and I play for them as a left side receiver. This is my this is my fourth season with the team and I'm super grateful to actually be back for a fourth season this year as last year I suffered a pretty gnarly knee injury. I tore my ACL, my ALL and I cut a little bit of my meniscus last season. And so ever since then I have been, you know, recovering and doing rehab to get back uh, onto the court. And when the club asked me to come back for a fourth season this year, I was over the moon and super excited and grateful that they asked me to come back. So I'm currently continuing my rehab here in France. I am working with a rehab team and being uh, watched by some really good doctors and physiotherapists to help me get me back in the best form possible for the second half of the season. The progress has been slow (laughs) and and the progress has been slow, but it's been steady and I have been seeing a lot of improvements, which has been really motivating. And uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was able to do some single leg hops actually for the first time, which was such a huge milestone for me and, you know, really motivated me to keep going and to keep pushing with my recovery, you know, and I kept me hopeful, you know, that you're almost there, you're going to be back on the court soon, you know, so Right now, the focus is still on getting my strength back in my left leg. Uh, I did lose a significant amount of muscle and strength in my left leg. So the focus is now on my quads. Um, But I'm hoping to be back for the second half of the season. And I can't wait to be back onto the court with my team. And even though I'm currently not on the court right now with my team, I'm trying to help them in any way that I can from the sidelines, from the bench. So this, uh, for this half of the season right now, I've been doing statistics uh, during the games and also doing some pregame analysis with my head coach and my assistant coach. Being able to do statistics and some pregame analysis has been such a really cool learning opportunity for me because I can see how my coach watches game footage, how he watches uh, how he watches our footage, how he uses our statistics to prepare us for our next competitions and to help us improve each step and each uh, game, you know, throughout the season. So it's been a really cool learning opportunity to look at the analytical and statistical aspect of volleyball and also from a coaching perspective too, as he puts everything together to create a game plan and to create a practice plan and to help us grow as athletes and as a team together. So far, the season has been going really well. We have three new players joining us this season. We have two French girls, a left side and a middle blocker. And we also have a left side from Poland uh, joining our team this year, which is really, really cool. Um, It's cool because I'm also Polish. So I was very excited to hear that a Polish athlete was joining us so I can practice my Polish and also kind of reconnect to my Polish roots as well. So that was really cool. Um, But no, getting to know these three new players, incorporating them into our team and, you know, working with them with our systems and play has been really cool to watch since the preseason and since our preseason games. And I feel like our system has been solidified. It's been working well. We had five preseason games where we played a team in Belgium and then two teams in our regular league, which has been really cool. And so far, our regular season has been off to a great start. We have seven wins and one loss. And we have one more game left in two weeks before the Christmas break. Uh, So we're 
preparing for that. But we're also preparing for another side tournament that, uh, that we have called Coupe de France. And we will be playing a team this Saturday from the higher division. We'll be playing uh, a team in the elite division, which is the level that we eventually want to get to this year, actually. So this is going to be such a cool game. It's going to be such a great uh, learning opportunity for us. And also it's just going to be fun to play against a high, a high level team as well, too. You know, so we're super excited for it. And we're super excited uh, to have this opportunity and to learn from it, you know. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're really stoked. We're really stoked for the next two games. And uh, I'm excited for what the rest of the season has in store for us, really. Yeah. Hey, guys. Pearson Shanko here with uh, S. Volgay Lundberg giving, their, giving another update. Um, last up, it was two weeks ago. A lot has happened since then. Uh, if um, anyone who's been following um, the episodes here knows that I've been playing a lot lately. I've been playing every Wednesday and Saturday or Thursday, Saturday for the last uh, couple of weeks. It's been a very, very busy um, end of October, November, and even in December now. Um, at the end of my last update, I was uh, telling you guys about the German Cup and the matchup we had going on. Um, we were currently, we are currently ranked number two in, in Bundesliga. Meanwhile, Berlin was ranked number one, uh, and they were our only loss, unfortunately, in regular season. We uh, we drew them for the um, for the cup quarterfinal and uh, had to go to Berlin for this game. Um, <laughs> all the other games were done, and all eyes were on us for uh, you know that final spot uh, for the next round of the cup. And um, we came out. We lost the first set. Um, by about three, four points, 25, uh, 21 or so, uh, came, came back and actually rallied, won the next two sets, 25, 22 each, uh, lost the fourth, a close battle, 25, 23. And we went to five in this quarterfinal. Um, Berlin is definitely the biggest club in Germany has the most sponsorship, the biggest stadium, um, usually the best team because of all those other factors. So that, uh, that arena was pretty electric, um, that we were in and playing that fifth set was awesome. Um, it was back and forth the entire time. We actually pushed all the way until 27, 25 in the fifth. Uh, obviously the game's supposed to end at 15, but, um, no one could seem to get a two point lead all the way up until 27, 25. Um, unfortunately we were on the losing side of that set. So probably one of the toughest, definitely the toughest loss I've taken in my pro career. Um, so that was a little bit hard, disheartening and, uh, and tough to come back from. And nevertheless, a really, really good game. And uh, yeah, I'm sure very entertaining for, for the league and anyone who was in the arena that night. So, so that's German Cup. Unfortunately, we're out. Um, so uh, yeah, bit of a dagger. I went to the cup final last year with uh, Lundberg, so I was hoping to get that chance again after getting a taste of it, but uh doesn't look like it's going to be so this year, unfortunately. Okay, moving on, CV Cup update. So I had mentioned how I was playing uh, another, a team from the Netherlands. Uh, one of my good buddies, Jacob Kern, was on that team. Uh, we went there last Wednesday. Not very far from us, thankfully, in northern Germany is not very... Uh, is not very far from the Netherlands. So quick trip over to the Netherlands and um, we were in Kroningen. Um, we won the first two sets very 
very handily. I think uh, they were 17 and, and 18 or so. Um, I don't know what this team changed fully, but uh, they just woke up <laughs> in the third and fourth set. Um, they have a very, they have a little bit more of a tight knit gym and their fans are very student based. Um, as Jacob was telling me, and it, it was actually kind of funny because I would say in the third set, I got way more loud, way more hostile, way more crazy. And the fans were a lot more into it. And uh, he says he blames the Heineken and uh, all the other drinks that the fans consume. It's usually about the second set mark where things usually get a little bit crazier, a little bit louder. Um, and the fans get more into it just because they've had a couple more drinks. So whether it was that or not, I don't know, but we ended up losing the third and fourth set. We pushed it to five and um, yeah, we, we ended up winning 15, 12 in, in the fifth set, thankfully. Um, really interesting game for our team because even though we won, we, we know we didn't play like to our potential and, and kind of felt, uh, it almost felt like a loss in the locker room afterwards. It was, it was an interesting vibe for us. Um, gave our, at least to be up like, like we were, and then, and then to fall down two sets and like going into the fifth looking, you know, with it looking pretty like grim so thankfully we were able to pull that off and uh i don't have to <laughs> ever listen to jacob um tease me and bug me about uh his team beating mine in the cv we do have a rematch with them this following wednesday so hope this one's at home so hopefully we can clean up and, and move on to the next round that would actually put us in the quarterfinal and give us a really cool opponent um, so stay tuned for that. I don't want to talk about it yet, but, uh, hopefully that's going to be on the horizon for us. Uh, league update. We went straight from the Netherlands to, uh, Cologne, Germany, uh, or a town just outside rather, uh, Duren. Uh, traditionally Duren's always been a team that's been pretty strong in the league the last couple of years I've been here. Um, so, and especially in their home gym. So playing in, in that gym, we we're a little bit, uh, skeptical. Uh, especially coming straight from the Netherlands and, and being on like a four or five day road trip. Like um, it was a long ways from home. Guys were pretty tired because we had just battled through a five setter, like less than 48 hours uh, before playing Duran. So yeah, it was, we were a little bit skeptical, but we played uh, really, really well, actually group really rallied and we won three, one and that uh, solidified our spot in second. Um I guess Duran was kind of one of those teams that we were fighting with for place number two, three, maybe four. So that was really big to win at home against them. Um, fun fact, we we actually play Friedrichshafen, who is uh, ranked, I guess they're tied with us for second, but I think they're behind us right now in sets. Um, we play Friedrichshafen on Thursday, and this is the last game before the first half of the season is done and all the teams are you know, switching home and away matchups and, and we'll go at it again. But uh, this is the last game. And uh, yeah, so whoever wins this will solidify second place for sure. And the loser will be third. Um, yeah, we're, we've had a really good first half of our season and uh, we're feeling, feeling good about this week. So hopefully we can, again, it's an away game. It's a long trip tomorrow for us. It's about an eight hour bus ride down. 
Um, but yeah, hopefully we can really bring it and uh, solidify our second spot and um, yeah, to be top two in the first half of our season would be awesome. Uh, Blair Band plays down in Friedrichshafen. He's the little barrel there. And then another Canadian named Andre Brown, um, who graduated from somewhere in the East, I think Humber perhaps. Um, I'm not super familiar with all the schools there, unfortunately, just cause I played in Canada West. But um, yeah, so it'd be cool to see a couple other Canadians and uh, catch up with them and see how their seasons are going. Um, Non-volleyball related after these long updates. Sorry, guys. Um, Yeah, Dutch food. So we go to Kroningen, the Netherlands, and... um, we are, we are, we usually, the, the flow of our game days is, uh, is we usually have a lunch right after serve and pass. We have a couple hours on our own and then there's a snack before we leave for the game. And the snack can be, it's, it's pretty basic. It's like fruit, maybe like a open face sandwich, um, you know, some trail mix, things like that. Nothing too heavy. So we come back from the uh the servant pass in the netherlands and we go into the restaurant for our lunch and we're in there and um this the lady or this the server comes out and she puts out four different types of bread and buns and probably four or five different types of cheese and says okay this is lunch and <laughs> walks away. So all we had was bread and cheese for lunch. Um, thankfully, our, our manager said like, hey, if we could get something a little bit more, you know, um, <laughs> a little bit more heavy, something that'll sustain these guys for the next five, six hours before their match, that would be awesome. And they did bring some more things out. But at the beginning, it was um, just bread rolls and cheese um so that was a little bit of a culture shock for us we're like oh man like that was a little bit different um especially for myself i'm actually i'm not i'm not i don't have an allergy to gluten or dairy but i definitely have some intolerances so looking at uh, a pregame meal of bread and cheese was uh not optimal for me so that was just kind of funny to work through uh, also breakfast, same thing. We walk in and there was a couple warm dishes, but for the most part, there's a bunch of different bread options, a lot of croissants, um, butter and pastries and chocolate sprinkles, etc. And that was kind of breakfast. So yeah, <laughs> getting out of, uh, getting out of Germany, which can be very North American in style when you're, especially when you're staying at touristy hotels and whatnot, traveling around was a little bit of a culture shock for us, but, um, yeah, thankfully got through, got our, got our win and, uh, got out back in Germany from now on. Um, yeah, so that's all for me. Thanks guys. Uh, and we will see you next time.